0: Welcome back to the Homestyle MMA podcast. This is Sean Van Buren. I appreciate you tuning in for episode two as we go ahead and take a look at UFC Fight Night Dos Anjos vs. Uh This one should be a good one. I hope you enjoyed episode one. We're going to go ahead and be diving into episode two here shortly, but I just wanted to say thank you for tuning into episode two, editing for the first time, recording for the first time. I created socials for the podcast, which I'll drop at the end of the episode. So I appreciate you kind of supporting me as I get better and better at podcasting. So hang in there with me. I already know of some improvements we'll be making going forward. I appreciate you listening, and let's go ahead and take a look at UFC Fight Night RDA versus Fizayev. I think this should be a great fight. It's a very well-rounded card in the sense that there's a lot of close matchups, a lot of close odds with that as well. We're going to talk about some betting later on in the podcast. I do think there are a few fights where fighters are going to need to win to keep their spot on the roster, and we also have a few fights where we have guys on win streaks And one of them is going to have to yield. Uh, We might have a guy on a two fight win streak versus three fight win streak. that are trying to crack a win to get them into that next tier of competition. So I think this could lead to some desperation fights in the cage if guys fall behind. For those folks who are fighting on losing streaks and they're trying to fight to keep their spot on the roster, I think that uh, they could get some desperation as well. So I'm hoping for a lot of finishes tonight for UFC Fight Night Dos Anjos vs. Fazayev. This is a fight that we've been waiting for for quite some time. Prelims will start at 6 p.m. Eastern Time with the main card following at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on July 9th, 2022. It's a battle of the guys with the same first name. <laughs> Funny enough, same first name, different pronunciation. We have Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fezaev. Very interesting matchup. I'll go into the details with those guys. But as always, we're going to start with the prelim. First prelim fight we'll be taking a look at today is Ronnie Lawrence versus, I'm only going to try this name one time, uh, Said Yokub Uh We'll go with Ramanov since I think that's probably a little bit more. Uh, accurate with the pronunciation i apologize to the fighter this should be a great first fight to start off the card ronnie lawrence loves takedowns but that plays into the game of Kok kokramanov he loves to go for submissions they have a similar build and size lawrence is on a five fight win streak with three in the ufc counting his dana white contender series win kokramanov three fight win streak with one in the ufc so as i mentioned in the intro you know we have a situation where two guys are on some win streaks so of trying to build some momentum in the ufc Kakramanov has seven finishes in his nine wins. Uh, And he can get it done either way via KO or submission. So the guy is a pretty well-rounded fighter here. Lawrence has no submission finishes. He's also not been finished by submission uh, without knowing too much about his history outside of the UFC. We don't know if that's just because it hasn't been tested. But I do think that Kok Romanov had a great fight when he was fighting Trevin Jones back in August of 2021, where he was actually outstriking Trevin Jones. So I am going to go with the underdog here here Kok I think you could also maybe make the bet that it could go the distance. I know I said that Kok has seven finishes in his nine wins split between KOs and subs, but I do think this could be a good fight to start it off. I think that Lawrence is not going to want to get finished here as he's still trying to build his name in the UFC. So, he'll do everything in his power to hang in there. But Kok I'm going with as the underdog. I think that he is a stud fighter. Next up, we have Kennedy Another tough name here. I'm going to only go with Kennedy, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Zichokwu versus Carl Roberson. Now, I apologize to Kennedy, Zichokwu, because I have you winning this fight, so I really need to to work on figuring out how to pronounce your name. But Carl Roberson is on a three-fight skid, all by finish. Kennedy's on a two-fight skid. This is kind of a something-has-to-give fight. There's going to be a lot of these on the card. Kennedy lost a close split decision in his last fight in March of 2022. But I do think that Kennedy gets it done by TKO. He has a 4-inch height advantage and 9-inch reach advantage. With a guy who likes to strike, Roberson coming off a three-fight skid all-by-finish. I just think this is a bad spot for Carl Roberson. I think he gets his fourth loss in a row, and the UFC is going to have to take a look at him and figure out what they want to do with him on the roster. I think this is a great spot for Kennedy and we are going to ride with him in this one with his height and reach advantage. Our next fight on the prelims is David Onama versus Garrett Armfield. Now, this one was just added very recently. Uh, We are recording this Thursday morning to be released, hopefully Thursday afternoon before the fight. So this was just added, I believe, last night or sometime this week. uh, When I first took a look at this card earlier in the week, I did not see this one on the list. But Onama, this is really a tough fight for Garrett Armfield. Onama has all nine of his wins by finish. He's 1 and 1 in the UFC. Armfield who he's a good fighter. He's won all 8 of his fights by finish as well, but he is making his UFC debut. He's on a three-fight win streak, so he has a few things going for him, but with UFC debuts Typically want an easier matchup than David Onama, a guy who gets the finish when he wins fights. This is a big step up in competition for Armfield, and I think Onama is a tough fight to get for your UFC introduction first time under the bright lights of the UFC. I think David Onama gets it done as long as he can keep it on the feet. He does struggle a little bit on the ground, and Armfield does appear to have pretty good grappling. So I think you need to look for Onama to get the finish early to avoid getting worn down by Armfield as the fight goes on. I think the longer the fight goes, the more the momentum could swing towards Garrett Armfield. So look for David Onama to try to get that finish early on, before one and a half rounds, and try to walk out of there nice, quick, and easy. He's a big favorite in this fight on on this card. Next up is Cody Brundage versus Treshawn Gore. Treshawn Gore, a product of the Ultimate Fighter Season 29. They have similar builds. Uh, Gore lost to Brian Battle last time out with just not enough volume compared to Brian Battle. It was a good fight, but Brian Battle was clearly the better fighter that night. He did a good job stopping the takedowns as he kept Battle to 1 for 8 on his takedown attempts. I do think Treshawn Gore is a game fighter. He looked pretty good in that Ultimate Fighter season. He seems like a very good striker. I think that the fight to not go the distance is probably one of your best bets as 10 out of their last 14 combined fights ended by finish. Either a win or a loss for the, for Cody Brundage and Trayshawn Gore. If I had to pick one of the fighters straight up, I think I'm leaning Gore at this point. But this should be a good close fight. Definitely one of the better prelim fights that I think we'll see as far as a nice even matchup. Next up is Antonio Shevchenko versus Courtney Casey. So I did mention earlier on we have a few fights where people are fighting for their job, fighting for their spot in the UFC. I think this is probably one of them. These two women have a similar build. They both struggle a bit on the ground, but I also don't think either one wants to take the fight there. So I do think we'll have a stand-up battle. So because of that, I am leaning Shevchenko. I think she is a little bit hungrier with a two-loss streak, and she needs to win to keep her spot. But if you're taking a look at the last five fights for both women, they've only won two of their last five UFC fights. So backs are up against the wall. Both women will be fighting for this win as much as they can. I don't think that there will be a finish. Typically, I don't think there would be a finish. But again, due to the circumstances where they both need to start stringing together some wins, We might see a situation here where there's a little bit desperation and maybe we'll get a finish. Again, I'm leaning no finish, but you just never know once you have people with their backs up against the wall. Ayman Zahabi versus Ricky Tercios. This is a fight that I am personally really looking forward to just because what is not to love about Ricky Tercios? A previous Ultimate Fighter winner. The guy is just funny to listen to during interviews. A very positive guy. It's really hard not to root for him. He's just a very happy guy. He's happy to be in the UFC. He's loving life. He just loves to fight. That being said, Zahabi has big time power for a bantamweight and ricky will kill you with volume in his motor so two different style fighters is a hobby i think can get that ko power ricky i don't think you're in as much risk of that one punch knockout i know bantamweights don't always have that anyways but ricky is more of a volume fighter who steps on your throat and does not let up I think this should be a great fight. I am riding with Ricky Tertios, likely by decision, because again, he doesn't quite have that put away power, but don't sleep on Ricky's wrestling in this one as well. I think he'll use some takedowns to try to wear down the power of Zahabi early in the fight. Try to slow him down and then really pour it on in that late second and third round once he's got Zahabi a little bit tired and Ricky is able to just keep on firing away. Last fight on the prelims is Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. Nina Nunez obviously the wife or partner of Amanda Nunez. I believe that this is another fight where both women really need to win. Calvillo is on a three-fight losing skid. She's had two straight KO losses. But they were against very strong competition. Nina is on a two-fight skid, also against very strong competition. These are two women that are, or at least were recently, uh, high up in the rankings. So they were they were fighting some of the better competition in the UFC. But both women need to win badly. Um, you don't want losing streaks to continue for too long. Calvillo with three-fight losing skid with two straight KO losses. You know, I don't think she can afford a third KO loss. I do think this fight will stay standing. I don't think there will be a fair... I think this fight will go to a decision. But with this fight staying standing, I'm going to give a slight advantage to Nina. So I'm going Nina Nunez. Starting off the main card, we have Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey. Michael Johnson looked great in his last performance against Alan Patrick to end his four-fight losing skid. Michael Johnson looked fast. He looked really good on the feet. But if you do take a look at his opponent, Alan Patrick, he was winless in his prior three fights heading into that. And again, Michael Johnson got that win, and his four-fight losing skid, so both guys were struggling a little bit at the time, but Michael Johnson did really look great in that fight. He really seemed to put things together. Jamie Malarkey lost his last fight against Jalen Turner, but as we just saw at UFC 276, Turner is the real deal. And I think that Malarkey fight was great while it lasted. It was competitive while it lasted. I think this could be a good fight. This is definitely a toss-up to me. The odds really favor Jamie Malarkey. I'm actually going to lean Jamie Malarkey as well. I think he could get the finish either through ground and pound or submission late in the fight. But Michael Johnson, this is a fight that he could win. I think he may have the speed advantage. He looked very fast in his last fight. I think Jamie Malarkey isn't the fastest fighter, so I think that could be an issue here. But again, Michael Johnson's also getting older, and I think that speed could fade as the fight goes on. Malarkey does have some size, and I think he could use that to his advantage to try to take some of that energy from Johnson, engage in some grappling, engage, you know engage him along the fence, whatever he might do to wear down Michael Johnson even further. So again, I do think Malarkey gets it done easy here, likely by finish either ground and pound or submission. I think it'll come late in the fight as Michael Johnson's speed starts to slow down, and maybe Jamin Malarkey still has some energy in the tank, where he's able to really put it on Michael Johnson, the older fighter, and unfortunately give him another loss. I know a lot of people like Michael Johnson, but I just this is not one that I see him getting the win. Next up, we got the big boys. Heavyweights Jared Vandera versus Chase Sherman. Another one here where guys might be fighting for their job a little bit. This fight will be exciting, though, this fight will not hit the mat. Both guys want to strike. Neither guy wants to wrestle. They want to stand and bang. Vandera is on a three fight losing skid, although that Orlovsky decision that he had recently was questionable. I do think that it was also an incorrect decision myself. Love Orlo- Orlovsky. You know, happy that Orlovsky got a win, but I do think Vandera won that fight. Sherman is on a four fight losing skid. Both men are fighting to keep their spot on the UFC roster. And Sherman does have that one-punch knockout power to end this fight at any time. So I do think that this will be a very exciting fight. Don't blink. Two big boys who want to stand and fight. Hopefully they're not standing there looking at each other and they're not too afraid of the power of the other guy. But uh, this should be a good one. Both guys can get the knockout. Neither guy wants to go to the ground. They both have struggled on the ground in the past but I don't think either guy can necessarily use it to their advantage as well. So I think this is that will be a toss-up. I think it'll be a good fight. I'm leaning Vandera. We'll have to see what the UFC does with the loser of this one. It'll be a lot of fights in the row for whoever the loser is. I do hope if it's Vandera, they give him one more shot, since I do think he had a tough decision loss against Orlovsky, and they don't hold that against him too much. But I think this fight will not go the distance. I'm leaning Vandera, but I think your best bet will probably be take this fight to not go the distance. These guys are going to stand and bang, and they both have the ability to put the other guy away. The next main card fight is Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. This is an interesting one to me because I feel like Douglas Silva de Andrade is not getting much respect um, I don't know if it's the Nurmagomedov name at the end for Saeed. But uh, Douglas Silva de Andrade is a veteran of the fight game. He's a very good fighter. He's a lot of knockouts. Both fighters are on a two-fight win streak. Silva de Andrade's last loss was against Lerone Murphy, who has not lost in his four UFC fights. So I think we're going to find that Lerone Murphy is actually a pretty good fighter as he continues on in his UFC career. This is a pretty evenly matched fight where both guys want to strike. I don't think it'll hit the ground too much, although Nurmagomedov could take this to the ground with his wrestling. I do think their preference is going to be to stand and bang. They're going to want to strike. And really, when I take a look at this fight, I just see too much underdog value to take Douglas Silva de Andrade. His last three losses were against studs Leron Murphy, who I think, like I said, I think that will age well. Then it was Pyotr Jan and Rob Font a few years ago. At that time, Rob Font was really putting together a lot of wins. I don't think Saeed Nurgomedov is on the level of those guys just yet. I do think he will be a good fighter when you take a look at his whole career. I think he'll work his way up into that top 15. And you know, like I said, I think he'll have a good UFC career. But I think on this night, Douglas Silva de Drage. He's a big underdog for whatever reason. I think you have to take that value, and I think he can get it done. I think Saeed wants to, to stand with him, and Douglas Sildandraj has power in his hands. So this should be a great fight. I think this could be one of the better fights on the card, so make sure you tune in for this one. The next main card fight, this is a name that's a little bit tough, but I did look into how to pronounce this one. It's it's a Caillou Bohalio. Versus Armin Petrosian. These are two guys with not a lot of UFC experience. But you will find them right before the main card. So the UFC clearly thinks that these guys have a lot of talent and ability. A lot of potential upside. So this is a fight that could really project one of these two fighters into that next level in the UFC. Now their builds are very interesting for this fight. Because Petrosian is 5 inches taller. But he's giving up 4 inches in reach to Bahalio. What's interesting about that is Bahalio wants to wrestle, and Petrosian, I think, will want to strike. Petrosian being taller but giving up the reach might help Bahalio dive in for those legs. So this could be a very interesting fight. Bahalio controlled over 10 minutes of his last fight against Omar Godziv and has won all three of his UFC fights, including his Dana White Contender Series victory. Petrosian has won his two UFC fights, including his Dana White Contender Series appearance as well. Petrosian last won a split decision against the hard-hitting Gregory Rodriguez, what I think should have been a unanimous decision. Gregory Rodriguez, I think, is going to end up being a pretty good fighter in the UFC. He's fairly new to the UFC as well. I think he's a guy to keep our eye on as his career moves forward, so I think that'll be a good win for Petrosian to have on his record. Petrosian had a huge amount of volume, and while he was taken down twice in that fight, he was able to get up right away each time, and I think that is huge because Caillou Bahalio is going to go for those takedowns so the biggest thing he needs to do is make sure that he can pop up when Bahio gets those takedowns and continue to throw his hands. I'm going Petrosian by decision, but it's really going to come down to the grappling of Caillou Bahio versus Armin Petrosian trying to keep this fight standing. If Caillou Bahio can control Petrosian, I think he could be in for a long night. This should be a great fight, and like I said, this is going to project one of these two fighters up into the next tier of the UFC. Next up, we get to our main event on this card. I think this is a phenomenal fight. We almost had it once before. RDA is fantastic. Rafael Fazayev is also fantastic. This is just a great matchup. I think it is a big step up for Fazayev. I think... RDA is trying to put together one last run for a potential title shot. RDA dominated Moikano in his last fight and really put on a great performance. That fight was never in doubt. Fazayev is on a five-fight win streak, but RDA is probably going to be the most well-rounded fighter that Fazayev has faced so far. Like I said, it's a big step up in competition for Fazayev, and I think RDA... He is going to want to prove a point with his standing and striking, but I hope he fights smart, and I think that RDA is a smart fighter. He needs to get takedowns, hopefully early, to start to wear down Fazayev and make him easier to hit, because Fazayev's striking defense is also very, very good. Not only is he excellent at hitting you, but he follows the fundamental rule of MMA, which is hit and not get hit. So RDA needs to use takedowns. If he can control him on the ground and land shots there, control him against the fence and land shots there, that would be huge for RDA. I think it will be in his game plan. So I think RDA will get a close decision victory. I think it could be a 48-47. RDA, like I said, I think he's trying to put together this one last title run. I think Fazayev can bounce back from a loss to RDA and really learn a lot if RDA does work that grappling. But I think RDA puts the pace on Fazayev as much as he can but he really takes control of the fight in the later rounds. I think while Fazayev is fresh, that striking is going to be very hard to deal with. RDA is going to be working on control, wearing him down in those early rounds. Maybe even he falls behind one rounds to two through three, and then he lays into him in the fourth and fifth with the grappling control, the ground and pound, the work along the fence, and he's able to get that victory 48-47. This is a great fight. I really do like it for both guys, but he needs to, RDA needs to look out for Fazayev's striking, particularly in those first two rounds. I think this is RDA's last chance for a title run. He is getting older. I think he knows that, and I don't think Fazayev's going to be the guy who ends this run for him. I think RDA is still very skilled. And I think that if this run ends before it reaches a title shot, it's going to happen against one of the guys that are currently in the top five. This should be a great fight. Again, this card top to bottom, I think could sneakily be a very great card just because a lot of guys are fighting to reach that next level of competition or they're fighting to keep their spot on the roster. So definitely tune in for this one. It should be great. And let's go ahead and take a look at what bets we're going with for UFC Fight Night, Dosan Joseph versus Fizayev. Everybody, let's go ahead and take a look at what bets we're running with for UFC Fight Night Dos Anjos versus Fazayev. Again, I'm recording this Thursday morning, so these are lines that I grabbed from Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Obviously, fights can change, guys can miss weight, lines can move before Saturday. So grab the best lines that you can, but in order to get you this podcast... Early enough for you to listen to it before Saturday's event, I have to grab the lines earlier in the week. So I apologize for that if you're working with lines that have changed since you're able to listen to this podcast, but hopefully you can grab them as close to what I got them at as well. So let's go fight by fight here. We have the Ronnie Lawrence versus Kakramanov fight. Like I mentioned, we're going to go with Kak Romanov. I got him at plus 115. I'm running with a few underdogs in this fight. We'll have to see how that works out. But this is the first one, first fight of the night. I'm hoping to get some plus money right out of the gate on the board here. The Kennedy-Zekchukwu versus Carl Robeson fight. I think you need to jump on Kennedy. I got him at minus 135. If you want to turn this into a positive line, I think it's going to be by TKO. So you can go that route if you want. I just took Kennedy money line at -135. I thought that was a fair price. So I went ahead and jumped on it. David Onama versus Garrett Armfield. This fight was just added like I mentioned in the earlier analysis. It seems like a pretty this is the the widest odds fight. It's it it could be very not close. I found Onama at -700 right now. This because this fight was just added recently, the sports book I'm using Doesn't have uh, by method or anything like that just yet. So I haven't placed a bet on Onama yet. Obviously minus 700. I just don't think the value's there. I don't think it's worth it to put a bet on that fight. So I'm going to take a look for it closer to Saturday. As more lines come out, I'm going to look for finish later this week. When we do the recap episode next week, I'll update you on what I grabbed this fight at. But, uh, you know, I don't ever really see a point in betting a fight at minus 700. I do think Onama's going to win. I think he's going to win by finish. So I'm going to wait for those lines to come out and hopefully get a better price. I should. Minus 700 just doesn't make a lot of sense right now. Next will be Cody Brundage versus Trayshawn Gore. As I mentioned earlier in the analysis, I think the fight to not go the distance is going to be your best bet. I was able to grab that at minus 130. If you wanted to go with a fighter, Gore at minus 145 would be my bet with money line. This is gonna be a close fight, I think. So I did go with the fight to not go the distance with minus 130, just in case Cody Brundage does get the win. I would hope that it would be by finish. So, like I said, I think there could be a good number of finishes on this fight card. Antonia Shevchenko versus Courtney Casey, the kind of win or go home fight for these two women. I have Shevchenko minus 175. I think this will be a stand-up battle, and more or less because she trains with her sister, I'm going with Antonio Shevchenko. Ayman Zahabi versus Ricky Tercios. Y'all already know from listening in. I'm riding with my boy Ricky Tercios. It's gonna be hard to ever bet against him just because the guy is so positive. He's such a likable fighter. I got Ricky at minus two hundred. Cynthia Calvillo versus Nina Nunez. Another one where I'm gonna to try to get some value. I went with the underdog. I got Nina Nunez at minus. Or excuse me, at plus one twenty five. This is another kind of winner go home. Maybe they fought good competition, but losing streaks are obviously never good. I think the loser is gonna have a big drop off in competition, unfortunately. And uh, I like the plus money. I figured why not? I think this could be a coin flip. Let's go for some value. Then we start to get into the main card here. Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey. As I said in my previous analysis I think Malarkey needs to get the win late, but I think he could finish Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson does have great speed, and if that speed doesn't wear down, Michael Johnson could win this fight. So I do think that the spread is a little bit big. Jamie Malarkey was minus 240, but you could take TKO or sub at plus 100. I went with that. I think if Jamie Malarkey gets the win, he's going to have to do it by finish because I think Michael Johnson's speed could potentially win him the first round and maybe the second round as he starts to slow down if Jamie Malarkey isn't able to put his body on him and get some control time. So I went with Malarkey, TKO or sub for plus 100. Next up, we're with the big boys. This is when I said... In the previous analysis, it is going to be a stand and bang. They're not going to the ground. You could take Jared Vandera at minus 200. What I went with is the fight to not go the distance at minus 175. Chase Sherman, if he gets a win, it's via knockout. That's just how it is. So I think that Bandera could get the win uh, because Chase has been finished in a few fights recently as well. This is just big boys who are going to be punching each other in the face. Whenever that's happening, typically you're going to get a finish. So I went fight to not go the distance at minus 175. Douglas Silva de Andrade versus Said Nurmagomedov. This is one of the bigger underdogs that I took in this fight, but I do think Douglas Silva de Andrade has a ton of value. I got him at plus 220. He is a great fighter. He's had some losses. Yes, he has knockout power. And I think these guys want to stand and punch. I think Saeed Nurmagomedov is going to have a great career. But I think today he takes a step back with a loss at plus 220. There's no way I could not put Douglas Silva de Andrade uh, forward in this one. Caillou Bahalio versus Armin Petrosian. This is going to be a great fight. I think the winner is going to be put in a great spot. I think the loser will still be okay because they're both new to the UFC. They're both good fighters, and I think in the long run, they'll be around for a while. But I think the winner is going to see a big step up in competition. They were put a second to last on the fight card, and I liked the plus money here again. I went with Petrosian plus 175. Like I said, I went with a lot of dogs in this fight card. Usually I try to grab a few. This is probably a little more than I'm usually comfortable doing, but I'm feeling good about some of these underdogs. I think the value you could get on their wins was just a little bit too substantial. So I did go with Petrosian, plus 175. And then for our main card, final fight of the night, we have Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fizaev. I took RDA plus 175. Again, I think RDA is trying to make that one last title run, and I need him to control this fight. I think he needs to be careful early. That is when Fizaev is going to be the most dangerous. But I think he could grind out a decision victory in what could be maybe an ugly fight. Fans might not love it, because I think RDA does need to work control into this fight. But I think RDA gets it done at plus 175. One special thing we're going to do on the Homestyle MMA podcast is we're going to do a Homestyle Perfect Plate Parlay every week. I'm going to put together at least three fighters that you can throw together in a parlay and give you a shot at some bigger money here. My Homestyle Perfect Plate Parlay for this week is going to be RDA ricky tercios and david onama i know onama is at minus 700 it just gives a small boost to the parlay but i got you plus money with rafael dos anjos and again we ride with ricky tercios the guy is all about positive vibes so we're gonna put him in our homestyle perfect plate parlay for this week (music) All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I think this has been a great podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me. Next week, we will be reviewing how we did on this fight card with our bets. We'll be taking a look at how the fighters performed, see how they performed based on our analysis that we've done this week, and see who could be on the up and up, who could be on the way out, and who put on our great performances so we can give out some Homestyle MMA podcast awards. Uh, For those of you who are familiar with Verdict, they are a company, an app, social media, where you're able to score the fights in real-time, and you're also able to predict who you think will win by what method, knockout submission decision, and what round. I think Verdict's a great app. No free ads, but I do think that they're the future of MMA, so you want to make sure you're involved with them. I will be posting my Verdict scorecard prior to the event on social media for the podcast. If you could, please go ahead and follow at the Homestyle MMA podcast on Instagram, and at Homestyle MMA pod on Twitter. Uh, Their brand new accounts are just made for this podcast there's not a ton on there just yet hang in there with me as i build content up each week going forward if you enjoyed the first week of the podcast please subscribe like and comment and i hope you had a great time listening to some fights with me this week like i said i will continue to improve hang in there and i hope you enjoy my analysis i hope you make some money on the bets until next time this was the homestyle mma podcast have a good one